What's up, ladies? Welcome to another episode of A Sip with Chardonnay podcast, where success meets sisterhood. July has been so amazing, y'all. We have dedicated this month to women of empowerment, and it has been such an amazing experience to hear other women's journey and struggles and hardships and triumphs. It's been so amazing. I am inspired. I hope that you're inspired. And we also today have the amazing Giovanni Hampton. She is a new supporter. She's a motivational speaker, and she is the CEO of Just Doing Her Women's movement. When I first heard this woman speak, I was so moved and empowered just by her authenticity. So I am so excited to welcome her on the show today. Without further ado, welcome Miss Giovanni Hampton. Hey girl. Hey Elva, how are you? Wonderful. We're so happy to have you today. I've already gassed my audience up for you. Let them know you're authentic. You have a beautiful <laughs> movement. So definitely thank you for being here with us. Can you introduce yourself? Definitely. Hello, everyone listening. Um, I'm so happy to be here and join the community that Elva has put together. Um, My name is Giovanni Hampton, also known as Just Giovanni for about five or six years now. You can find me on Instagram, Just Giovanni, sometimes on Facebook as Just Giovanni, but my full name is Giovanni Hampton on there. I am happy to be here and ready to see what's in store and what God has um, or or whatever God is ready to release while we're on this podcast together. Awesome. 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 So I've already kind of introduced you. So, you know, I'm always gassed up about you and so excited about your movement and everything that you're doing and just scrolling through your Instagram is just such an inspiration because it's just like everything you write and everything you post is just has such a purpose to it and you're always pouring out into other people so I just love that so much about you you. definitely so this series that we stepped into for July is kind of all about women of empowerment dope women who said I'm going to you know commit my life to helping other (laughs) women level up helping other women experience freedom so with that that's why you came to mind right because if you come across you in any form of fashion whether you're walking in your movement or you're just going being a mom you know being a friend who you are I feel like um you are really a powerful person and it's, it's so honorable that you will use your platform to support other women. I just think that's dope because we do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question that we kind of wanted to ask you is, when did you know that you were being called to empower that God said, you know what, Giovanni, I want you to use your voice and your platform as a place to empower women? Um. Well, you know, I honestly feel like God had been calling me for a long time and there was some doubt, hesitation, fear, confusion. Why me? What is this? You know, why do I have this unsettling feeling? And the unsettling feeling, I believe, was the calling. It was you can't rest that night until you go and say that message about uh, 
how you came out of this situation and, and it can possibly impact another person's life. You can't keep that to yourself Yeah. or that uncomfortable feeling like there's more. So you need to get up and read the Bible and whatever resonates with you. When you read the Bible, you need to share that message. Um, and I kept having these restless nights where I had to get up. I had to pray. I had to have time with God. And every time I did that, I I felt like I would get stronger in the process or I would feel it was necessary for me to share some of the things that I was going through. And just by doing that as a regular person on social media, at least that's what I thought, I was actually following my calling and I was actually a voice not only for myself, but it was uh, God's way, I feel like, to help be his messenger on in, on earth and while I'm actually here on earth and also to be a representation for what I think women go through or battle with daily to be that person to openly express some of those things. Um, I like to quote the scripture from Philippians um, chapter one, verse six, that when God begins a good work in you, you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, okay, that might actually be why I always feel like I have to help or encourage and give because I was really struggling. I was really like, okay, God, now this I've been, and I, I started being a motivational well, I didn't start being a motivational speaker in elementary school, but I started doing um, speaking contests and uh, um, oratorical contests when I was in elementary school. Wow. And I was really great at it. I mean, I would, I've won nationals, went to state, came back the next year, beat this wow. person and that person. And I mean, that was eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. And my parents were always just like, you are a great speaker. Long and behold, it's years later where I still feel like I have to speak. Mm-hmm. But now it's more purposeful and it has a message behind it. And so I, I honestly feel like, while I was called to actually act on what God had called me to do in my adult life, he prepared me for it way before. Wow. Uh, now. I love it. I love it. I love everything that you said. And like at the end, God will make provisions for you when you don't even see it. He's always preparing a place for you even before you arrive. So that's amazing. Another thing you spoke about was that pulling that was in your spirit. Like, I can't sleep. I got to get this out. You know, (laughs) that is the call. And I think people want to get really technical. Like, what you mean by being called? Like, no one can explain that to you. You're going to know what it is. You're going to get into that uncomfortable place where you know it's something that you have to do. And until you do it, you're not going to be able to get any rest. It's so funny because I don't know if you've been watching the show Manifest. I know everybody's been talking about it. I have. Okay, (laughs) but it's so, it's so like, 
obviously it's a TV show, but when I tell uh-huh. you, if you're like women like us who are really like spiritually led, it is so much truth to that show. Like when you have a calling and a purpose for your life, it's literally like you hear yourself talking to yourself like, sis, get up, do that live, <laughs> you know, write that book, say that, post this. It's something inside of you and you do not get rest until you answer that calling, girl. That show is so Seriously. good. It is. And you know what? I was just, well, I wasn't, well, in the process of watching Manifest, I kept thinking about Manifest and the calling. And I was just thinking like, is there some spiritual message behind this that I'm supposed to get? Because I binge, I'm not going to lie. I binge watched like three episodes in June and now I'm on season three. I just started, I just started watching it maybe towards the end of May, early June. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm on season three, but the more they keep this whole concept going about the calling, the calling, <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to follow everything I need to do because this show is telling me something. <laughs> it is. And it's so crazy when I was watching the show, girl, I was like, I was in the season where I really wanted to start speaking on manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. Because manifestation has been taken out of contents in some places. Yes. And I kind of just wanted to put it back in context. Like manifestation belongs to God. It's literally God showing you in the physical realm what's already happened spiritually. What he mm-hmm. already has planned for you spiritually is you come in alignment with God and it manifesting on the earth. It's not mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. outside of that. And for the show to have Romans 828 is the thing that they go off of. Oh yeah, yeah. Favorite scripture. All things work together. All things work together. <laughs> and we're all connected. Like everything that they're saying is so true. Like even like you with your movement and my movement and us meeting each other and just having that same purpose and that same desire and that same calling. We're all connected. Yes, it's all so connected. That show is so good. So I'm so glad that you watched it and got the same message because I'm like, am I tripping? Or is this really in alignment? Nope, you're not tripping. It's really in alignment. It's really in alignment. Good. I didn't, and you know, I didn't think about the other part that you just mentioned, though. Everything is all connected. I just, you, now you just opened my eye to something else. Yes. So I'm, I have to sit on that one too. But uh, yeah, everything is connected. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I love it. So you answered the the second question kind of with the first question. You immediately got into um, the hesitation that you felt when mm-hmm. you know you were being called to empower. Um, but I kind of want to dig into that a little bit because I know when I was being called to empower, it was um, God telling me to kind of speak from those places that he healed me, like speak mm-hmm. from your place of healing. Like there's things that um, I've allowed you to overcome. There's things that I worked with you through in your life share those things so women can know that there's a others another side to the pain that they're experiencing that there is um there is relief and God can you know take care of you so what is something like that you went through that you experienced healing from that you felt like God was saying this isn't about you Giovanni it's about you sharing this with someone who could possibly be set free from your testimony Well, that one, you know, for me, it's not a sob story or it's not like the end of the earth type story, but it was my testimony for myself. And I'll talk a little bit about that 
when I was pregnant with my firstborn, well, my only child, Noble, um, I went through this period of where I felt as if I was ashamed of me because I thought God was ashamed of me because I wasn't married and I had a child and I grew up in the church. And at the time, my mom was still kind of pissed off about me um, not being married and having a child, things like that. And I needed to talk about that. And, and I needed to reassure the people that despite if you have a child of wedlock or whatever it is that you go through in your season of connecting or disconnecting with God, that is a personal experience between you and him. And you can't allow outside noise to dictate what God is thinking about you and your relationship with him and what's going to come after the situation. And if you're going to get through it or not, or what's, you know, what's going to, um, how is it going to affect you? And so I had to, I really had to like take a couple of steps back and, um, sit down with myself and question like who do I really believe? Is it, am I believing people? Am I believing what God says about me? You know, the prayers that I pray, have I been forgiven? Or, you know, does this one situation make me who I am? And once I kind of got past the negative comments and I was able to fall back in love with myself, that was an evolving time for me. And that was a a time where I really felt like, no matter um, no matter what it is that you're going through, God can still use you. Yeah. And I was still being used. I was, I was still that person to <laughs> put my business or my feelings on the front street because I knew that I wasn't the only person who had gone through this or felt this way. Now, some have completely said goodbye to the church to the christians to everybody because Mm -hmm. you know y'all y'all said y'all love me i did something wrong and now all of a sudden i'm just this horrible sinner and y'all got to you know pour all the anointing on on me and some and some people really they pull away from their relationship with god but i I, it's a process and i think that that is what ultimately um, inspired me to continue to just pursue and pursue my, well, I wouldn't even say my business at the time, just pursue my calling to express and allow God to use me in different ways. Did I answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You just, so basically I love how you shared that people will trick you into believing that you can't be used because of what you went through or something mm-hmm. that you did. And I think what that creates for me when I talk to women is you have to tap into who our God is. Like this mm-hmm. is truly your father. Like this is truly the God who loves you, who longs for you, who will chase you down, who will put your back against the wall so that you can literally call out unto his name. This is the God who wants to pray with you and talk to you every day. So why would we think that because of this, I am counted out, you know? And Mm -hmm. the thing is, I always think about in the Bible, I always think about like um, Saul, 
before he, you know, before, before Paul became Paul, he was Saul and he crucified Christians. And he was just such, you know, he, he, he wasn't, he wasn't the ideal person that you thought God would use. He was lit and he was on the, he he was on the opposing side and God Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to use you. I don't care what nobody told you. I don't care what you think about you. I'm going to use you. And he did. He used him in a mighty way. And that just goes to say, like, don't allow people to trick you into believing that because something that you did, God doesn't love you anymore. Do not allow people to put limitations on God. Don't allow people to put limitations on your faith because those are, when people do that to me, I'm like, that's personal. That sounds like something that you deal with. That sounds like something in your own trauma. That sounds like something you got to work through, sis, because that has nothing to do with me. Like some of my most beautiful blessings my first son was out of wedlock that is that's is my prize mm. that's my joy that's my heart that's my love and mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of that and I am fully known right. and loved by God so I think it's so amazing that you shared that story because believe it or not there's women who still battling with that and that thing keeps them in bondage before you shared that story oh, yeah. you kind of was like and you remind me so much of myself because I'm like I've heard a lot of testimonies y'all I ain't got no sob story but that story in <laughs> itself is powerful. There are women who are really stuck and in bondage because they feel like they're not worthy to open their mouth to be used by God because someone yes. else done told you that God don't love you or, you know, he's disappointed with you. Right. Okay. Like what right. you want me to do? Go kill a goat and sacrifice it. Like by his grace, mm-hmm. you know, his grace is sufficient. And I think we really have to tap into that because I think when we don't, we robbed Jesus of what he came and did. Like you think he just came and died and did all of that just, just for you right. to ever live in this guilt. Like, yeah. uh-uh, sis, he did all of that <laughs> for a reason. You are set free. Walk in that freedom. Don't be it tricked. Is. So thank you for Don't sharing that. That was yeah, so good. of course. A side note to that conversation is the way that I talked about the story, it was like this. So so about Four years ago, yeah, I guess I could say four years ago. At first, I was blogging, and I would have this blog. I was a part of um, Orlando Mom's blog collection, and it's it's the brand has grown tremendously. It's a very very big brand. Um, so I was I was a blogger. I was one of the writers, and that's where I released my story, and it it gained a lot of attraction. And you know, people were and older women in their 40s and 50s were sharing how that message you know it broke them down and wow you know they they were they were struggling with that themselves um and then of course they were also encouraging me like trust me I know what that's like but you know you'll get through it and God still loves you Uh, so that was it's, it's one of those stories for anyone who blogs where you go back and read it and you still cry yeah and you remember when you wrote it you cried the second time you read it you cried (laughs) it was just like because you were being free you opened yourself up and I think that that is a blessing for women like us to be able to reflect and openly reflect that's so good Giovanni yes I love it so just doing her. I love it. Your movement, even before 
we get into it or before you tell us anything about it, that name itself, it sounds so personal, right? It sounds like a personal experience. And it's, I love it because I've been in this season of my life where I'm, where I'm realizing that my self-care is a luxury, especially now that I'm a mom and I'm a wife. I have come to the place where my self-care is a luxury. So my conversations with my husband is like, hey, listen, this time and this time I tap out because if I don't take care of myself, I'm going to get into this place that I'm not the wife that you pray for. Believe me. Okay. Because I am overwhelmed and I feel like I'm putting on this cape that I never get to take (laughs) off. (laughs) So I love your brand because every time I say like, okay, you know what? I'm just doing her today or for the next hour, for the next two hours, it really just helps me get in the mindset that self-love and self-care is a luxury. Can you tell us a little bit about your brand and the story behind it? Yeah, sure. So Just Doing Her brand. Yay, yes. Thank you, Jesus, for the Just Doing Her brand. <laughs> but um, so the brand itself is about educating, uplifting, and helping women evolve. It's also, it is very personal. It's my initials, JDH. Um, when you break it down, just doing her, Giovanni, and I can give you my government middle name, but last name Hampton. So that's JDH Giovanni D Hampton. Um, and the H is its own separate entity. Like it, it's its own personal right. um, part of the brand. And, and I feel like that her is deeper than me. So I came up with the just doing her brand because I started to think about myself when I was pregnant as I mentioned before um and how I was ashamed to go out in public because I didn't have a ring all that type of stuff I mean y'all I don't think y'all understand the, the amount of insecurities that I had at the time literally because and it wasn't even it had nothing to do some of it had me some of it had something to do with me being a Christian but most of it was just because I had put so much weight on myself worrying about what other people thought of me mm-hmm. that I would come up with my own thoughts of what people were thinking about me you know yeah. like oh they're look at them looking at my finger ain't nobody looking at your finger baby they're checking right. out your shoes you know <laughs> but um so yeah I was I was really timid at the time and I didn't say much when I started this new job, which is a great job. And I, I don't know, I just really wasn't myself. So her, I think about her. I think about that scared pregnant mom for nine months and that same scared pregnant mom a year later. I think about her. Um, I think about all the women in and out of relationships, hoping to find true love, but searching in the wrong places and hoping that things will work out, but there's still that missing piece and they're praying and asking God for guidance. And maybe it's time for them to move on. Maybe it's not. I think about her. I think about the moms and wives who have poured into so many people and their children and their, their husbands, but haven't poured enough back into themselves. So my brand is telling her, um, all the women to, do you that at the end of the day that you have to figure out what she needs and and what is most important to her in order to evolve how do you love her as yourself how do you love how do you give more to her because you are 
worried about your body. You're worried about what people think. You're worried about um, giving to your child. You're worried about your relationships. And it's just like, at some point, you have to pour into her and you have to do her. So, you know, at some point, even if you are in a relationship where there lacks clarity, you need to find a, a place where you can still focus on yourself and your goals. And so that when that situation comes to an end, you aren't stuck with any ideas, you aren't stuck without a business plan or um, some type of guidance. And so the Just Doing Her brand is just really encouraging women that no matter the situation that you're in, good or bad by whoever's definition, that you still need to constantly do you. You still need to constantly stand up for yourself. You still need to constantly find areas in your lap in your life that need attention and not um, negate those areas because it, it doesn't make you any better as as um, the woman that you're called to be and it, and it certainly doesn't help the situation that you're in so that's uh the just doing her brand I love and it I love it I love it's my it. constant reminder too I love it. Yes. And I feel like you do it so well. You do it so well. And the thing about just doing her, I feel like it's so powerful that you would create such a brand because it really is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's a mindset and it's a simple reminder, right? It's not too complicated Mm -hmm. when you, like I said, I think about your brand when it's just like, okay, this is too much, you know? (laughs) And then I just hear the words, just doing hard. And it just reminds me, you know, to put myself back in my rightful place. And um, because if you don't, you become burnt out and then you're not good for, I mean, you're not going to be able to pour into anyone until you pour into yourself. So I'm definitely thankful that you are obedient to that assignment to, you know, give birth to that brand because we need it. We need it so desperately. I'll share a personal story, which isn't um, that deep, but it was a revelation moment for me. So last weekend, me and my friend, we like, okay, girl, we're going to go to dinner. We're hard down moms. Like we're in the paint working all the time. You already know. So we're like, we're going to go to dinner. Dinner is a big thing for us. It's dinner. Let's go. Girl. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to get cute. So I had <laughs> romanticized this day so much as far as like, you know what, I'm a take care of myself today I'm gonna you know take me a nice bubble bath and then I'm gonna you know get my clothes out and go on this date with my best friend this is gonna be so much fun and then of course motherhood got in the way wife duties got in the way everything I still went to dinner but when I tell you that night I'm like where's my other gold earring or where's that dress I was gonna wear and when I got in the car I was like I told my best friend I'm like sis this is the last time that I will ever have that experience because it made me realize that self-care really does mean making sure you have a system in place that's mm-hmm. going to um, make those nights seamless. I mm-hmm. want to have a place where all my dresses are hung up. I want a jewelry look. <laughs> I'm so I'm so extra I'm like I want a little jewelry set on my counter where I can just pull off my nice things you know I want to romanticize my life and my self-care experience Mm -hmm. so like your brand um highlights that even though that was something so simple I'm like listen sis I'm 30 there's no reason why I shouldn't have things in place that when I'm having a 
you know, dinner night that I can't go to my, you know, where all my perfume is, my nice little jewelry drawer and just have everything simplified. Exactly. But when you have four kids, that's a lot, but it doesn't matter. You have to make that time and that space to make sure that, you know, you tap into the things that makes you happy. You do, you do, you do. And um, yeah, so <laughs> alongside with the Just Doing Her brand, of course, self-care and self-love is the highlight of how you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And um, the last speaking engagement and you were there for the Mother's Day brunch, I told everybody that self, self-love or self-care, both of them, mm-hmm. um, is tapping into you, learning more about you so that you know what's for you, what's not for you, what's working for you and what's working against you. And I and I remember I try to remember that constantly to figure out, OK, so does it work for me to, like you said, take my bubble baths, um, you know, every two times out of the week or, you know, make sure that I do it on the weekends or does it work for me to dedicate three days? I mean, not three, definitely not three days, but. Um, three hours on a Saturday or a Sunday to mm-hmm. myself, you know, is that too much or do I need it? Because everyone's life is going to be different. Um, and that is where you have to decide what works for you and not necessarily what works for somebody else. Right. I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's definitely just the beginning for your brand. I know because I see it just being just the message. It's so powerful that I can see it just going, you know, national and just being such an amazing movement. And don't forget about me when you, you know, start popping. Thank you. <laughs> because I need <laughs> to make sure that I'm there to support you. So this for is a sure. question. This is a question for my audience because this platform caters to women who are committed to just leveling up their life. It's the place where success meets sisterhood and we come together and we just, you know, help each other elevate. So with your years of experience and just um, being a woman of empowerment, if you had to give one piece of advice to um, a woman, what would that be? That thing that you think will allow her to truly experience freedom in her life? Hmm. Well, one piece of advice that I would give, um, I think it would be to trust your intuition, Hmm. um, to trust your gut to, with all your might and power, really allow your uh your intuition and allow for the allow for God to use you and it could be scary it could be just like a roller coaster is going on in your body and you question should I do this should I do that should I should I go here should I go there you know um and and then you go through the process of is this me or is it God telling me to do it? You know, what's going, who is it? Satan, is it the devil? And I would just say that to trust your intuition, because whichever way you go left or right, God is going to always meet you there. He's always going to be by your side. Um, He'll never put more on you than you can bear. Anything that he started, he's going to complete. You know, we could, we could go about it 
all day about what he's going to do, what he said he's, he's going to do. So I would just say that as, as hard as it is sometimes to trust your intuition, I really do believe that when, excuse me, Adam, when God um, places something on your heart or when he starts anything in your life, like he's, if you continue, and I'm not saying that this is for the $3 million or the $300,000 company. I'm saying that this is in the process of building. Things are not going to seem correct or it's not going to seem, seem accurate, but everything is a process. And like we stated earlier, it's all connected. So trust your intuition. Trust that if you are praying, if you are fasting, that God is not going to leave you in the situation that you're in. So that would be my advice. I don't think that we trust our intuition enough. We weren't brought up that way. Usually in most, in some households, yeah, okay, your parents say, okay, yeah, you need to stop being a follower, be a leader. But sometimes that's not even, sometimes that still crushes us as a child when, you know, we're trying to figure out who we are and all we hear is be a leader, not a follower. And and then when we get older, when we get older, we're trying to figure out how do you follow Christ or, you know, how do you, right. how actually, how do I be a follower of what God is trying to tell me when all my life I was told not to be a follower, you know? And so most of the time when we are told not to be a follower, we don't rely on God and we, you know, we pray about it, but at the end of the day, we still do what we want to do. Um, and we go the opposite of what our gut is telling us, you know, because we don't want to experience that hurt or we don't want to experience the okie doke, you know, so we just go and stay in this lane because this works for me and I'm leading my own path. But a lot of time, the icky feeling and the intuition in our gut um, that's telling us to go another direction is usually, I'm not going to say usually, can be the right um, direction. So trust yourself. And that's a part of self-care and self-love. The more you develop your self-love and self-care routine, you will be able to trust yourself and you won't feel mm-hmm. um you won't feel so bad for not necessarily doing everything that seems like to be the norm. You'll create your own process. And that's pretty cool. I love it. I love it. That was so good. Um, Sorry, it was kind of long winded. (laughs) No, we needed to hear it. Um, That's what we're here for, for that, that you just gave, like our intuition. And like you spoke about you know, following it and we get to a place where we stop trusting it. Right. And I think that comes from who you're listening to, what Mm -hmm. you're listening to, because thing is, if you're not practicing self-love and self-care, you're practicing something else. Something's going on in your day-to-day life. It's not, it's never just nothing. There's something, whether it's Netflix and and Instagram and Facebook, and it's something that you're doing that's making you make the decisions, you know? So like you said, more that self-trust and that Mm self-care routine is normalized in your life, the more you can tap into your intuition and be like, no, I know I'm not tripping (laughs) because I'm fine with myself. I know you said mention one thing, but I do want to mention one more other thing that I okay. want to tell a lot of women to do because we we also don't do this, especially black women in the black community. We do not journal enough. And I'm really, really big on journaling. I'm really big on pouring out your thoughts 
and the things that you're going through and putting it on paper Mm -hmm. because we have so many thoughts a day. We see so many things a day. We go through different things and we forget. We don't remember. And if you put it down on paper and then you break it down some kind of way or you go back to it months later, it just helps. It helps the process. And it, it definitely shows or at least trick. I wouldn't even say trick, but it trains your brain into not bottling things up. Yeah. And just saying like, oh, here go that feeling again. You already know what I'm about to do. I'm going to put that thing on paper. I'm going to write it out and I'm going to pray about it opposed to, oh, here goes that feeling again. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut down, eat a whole bunch of food and I'm not going to talk to nobody yeah. anymore. And so while that happens, probably it can happen once, two, three, four times out of the month. For some people, it can happen every single day, especially if you're battling depression. Um, you have to find a different way to cope. And I, I encourage journaling. I also have a self-love ebook that talks about the different ways, how to journal and, you know, from reviews, it's, it's been impactful. So awesome. Awesome. Good. Because I was going to ask you that sometimes you can have that notebook in front of you and it's just looking at you. Right. And you're like, okay, where do I start? So I'm so happy that you mentioned your guide because um, I think it's necessary for some women because we are told to journal, but then it's like, okay, what you want me to write? Right. (laughs) Hello. Yes. So I know for me, my, you know, routine and my ritual is always my love letters to Jesus. I'm always oh, like, nice. dear God. So this was happening today and he gets my truth and everything is just laid out on the paper, but it's mm-hmm. different for everyone, right? Some people just, you know, I don't know. So I think that guide is great. So can you tell us where can we find more about just doing her, your um, ebook? How can we keep up with Jess Giovanni? Okay, so in order to keep up with Just Giovanni, my personal page is at Just Giovanni, and that's J-U-S-T-J-A-V-O-N-N-I. Listen, if y'all on that page, sometimes you 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 will get the inspiration, and then sometimes you may get some jokes. Sometimes you may get a little bit of me. <laughs> um, but on my the business page, if you want to look at the products, if you want to look at a little bit what I'm doing or book me for motivational speaking that's at just doing her official visit the website at justjavani.com so at just doing her official literally just doing her spell it out official is the instagram page the website is justjavani.com and you will find the self-love ebook on there. You will find clarity and writing um, on there. And you, and you will also find some consultation calls. The longest one that I have is an hour. And we just kind of go through your um, goals, your passions in life and things like that. But all of that is on the website. You can definitely visit me there. I I'm trying to get back into going live more on Instagram so you can look forward to that. And most likely that will be on the Just Giovanni 
um, page and we'll be talking about all self-care, self-love stuff. And hopefully I can get Elva on there to talk about women empowerment and being a strong friend. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so ready. You know, I already done touch base with you multiple times and I always leave with a smile. I always leave with my energy high. So I definitely will recommend anybody have a consultation with you and definitely just keep um, an eye on your movement because I think we need it. We need it desperately. And I'm so thankful for the work that you're doing. That's just real talk. Like it's a lot of women and a lot of people who use their platform. So for so many other things, because you have that choice. So for you to choose to say, this isn't just about me, but my life is bigger than just me. And I wasn't created just for me, but for a greater purpose, there's a certain boldness and courageous spirit that allows you to walk in that. So thank you for showing up, sis. Thank you for always, always, always being consistent in your message and being authentic because um, we need that. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for bringing me on to the podcast. And I love your community. I love your platform. And that is also just has, well, the message itself about being a strong friend and women empowerment has inspired me to give myself some grace. Mm-hmm. a little bit and accept the fact that sometimes God calls us to higher positions that we don't really realize. And then we realize, okay, well, that person was in my life because I was supposed to heal them. I was supposed to help them. And, <laughs> you know, and, and you feel like it's not much left on the table for you, but you, you constantly remind us all the time that what's left on the table is God. And that's the best thing that you can ever be given in life. And so I appreciate that um, for sure. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Be blessed. And y'all, be successful. Bye, friend. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. And I will see you guys next week. Go be successful.